Welcome to Dollars and Cents for College Students, a multi-part podcast series that gives college students the knowledge and tools to handle their financial situation during and after college. Your host for this program is Professor Frank Longo of Centenary University School of Professional Studies. Please note that before making any financial decisions, please seek sound financial advice from a financial professional. And now, here is your host, Professor Frank Longo. Hello, and welcome to Dollars and Cents for College Students. Thank you for joining us. Today, we will discuss how to get started investing in stock. This is designed for the college student and the beginning investor. Both typically either don't have a lot of money to invest or are concerned and hesitant to invest larger amounts of money. Let's call this discussion the $1 plan. Let's begin with a couple of short and simple questions. Why should you save and invest? Why should you sacrifice the pleasure of spending today? The purpose, the plan, is to prepare financially for a better life. By managing your money well and wisely, you are preparing yourself, at least financially, to handle life's challenges and to improve your life. The next question is, how do you begin? First, remember that you are building a financial house. We want a solid foundation so this house will be strong and you will be able to weather any financial storm. When you build an actual house, you build it one brick at a time. When you build a financial house, you build it one dollar at a time. As I said, our focus today is on just one dollar. That is our starting point. If you can afford more than a dollar to invest, great, go for it. But if you can't, Yes, you can literally begin with $1. We will talk more about this in a moment. My suggestion first for handling any challenge in life, including financial challenges, is to face to face it early, hopefully while it is still manageable. Break the challenge down to smaller pieces and work on it often. In short, start early, start small, be persistent, and work on it often. This is how I like to approach life's challenges in general. It is also my formula for saving and investing. Keep this in mind during our discussion. But you may also find this approach to be useful in dealing with non-financial problems. Back to money. Before investing any money in the stock market, I suggest and urge that you begin an emergency fund. So what is an emergency fund? It is a separate account, a bank account, that holds money you will use only for emergencies. For example, your car breaks down and you need a repair. Where do you get the money? Your emergency account, if you have one. Many college students rely on their parents for financial support, and there is nothing wrong with that. But remember why you are attending college to prepare for life. Starting your emergency fund now while attending college will prepare you for life after college, for the time when you may live on your own, for the time when you are solely responsible for your finances. The emergency fund can start with as little as $1. Remember the $1 plan. Bank of America, in particular, allows college students to open a bank account with as little as $1. I'd like to emphasize that you don't just want to save $1 
and forget about it and you're finished. No, remember the plan. Start early and save often, as often as you can. Once you have saved and built up, let's say between $100 and $300, you are ready to consider stock investing. We have already established that you can begin saving with as little as $1. Now let's consider how to start the account through which you can buy and sell stock. It's called a brokerage account, an account with a broker. The role of the broker is to complete your order and buy or sell stock. Some brokers will also provide you with research and information. There are many online, no-fee brokers for you to consider. I suggest that you consider using Fidelity, NerdWallet, a personal finance company that researches financial issues gave Fidelity its top rating for online brokers. Fidelity charges no fees. Its min minimum investment is $1. It provides stock research and free investor seminars. This, along with its customer service, distinguishes it from other brokers. You can buy or sell stock using its website or its mobile app. According to NerdWallet, both are easy to navigate. A very important feature for the new investor, Fidelity allows you to buy stock in fractional shares. This means you don't have to buy a full share of stock. For example, Apple currently sells for about $125 per share. But for purposes of our discussion, Let's assume its price is $100 and you don't have $100 to buy a share. You can invest as little as $1 and you would own one one hundredth or 1% of a share. You can invest as little as $1 and add to it in increments of $1. So you can invest $1, $2, $100—whatever you are able to do. You choose how much to invest. If you are interested in Amazon stock, which sells for about $2,000 per share, you can still invest as little as $1. Again, I'm not suggesting that you invest $1 and you forget about it or you're finished. I'm suggesting that this is your start, your way to begin, to begin early and often. The point is to get started through Fidelity, Fractional investing is available for more than 7,000 companies. Fidelity is known as a reliable broker that offers excellent service. It is worthy of your consideration. Robinhood, a growing broker that is popular with many young people, was called a solid choice by NerdWallet. It also doesn't charge fees and has no minimum investment. Like Fidelity, it offers fractional investing. Unlike Fidelity, it does not offer research and educa educational seminars. Its customer service was not rated as highly as Fidelity's. For further information about brokers, I suggest you go to their website and also go to nerdwallet.com to, to get more information and make a decision as to what will work best for you. The stock market has been historically the most profitable investment available. Just as a reminder, the market and stock prices can and do decrease. I strongly suggest that you carefully research companies before investing. Look for companies that have increasing revenues and profits or the prospects 
for increasing revenues and profits. Look for innovators, those developing and offering state-of-the-art products and services that will be in demand. I want to emphasize that by owning stock, there are two ways to profit. The first is if the company pays a dividend, a cash payment from its earnings to the owners. This payment is made while you own the stock. The second way to profit is by buying the stock, which increases in value, and then selling it for a higher price. So you have two ways to profit from owning stock. With that background, let's talk about a couple of interesting companies that are worthy of investment consideration. Clearway Energy is one of the largest producers of clean energy. On its website, it says its vision is a world powered by low-cost, clean energy. That is a great combination. Clean energy is an admirable goal, but it has been expensive. Prices are coming down, but Clearway is working to be an especially low-cost, clean energy provider. That makes it very attractive. It operates wind and solar projects in 25 states. It is well-suited to profit from the clean energy initiatives that are, that are currently uh, being discussed, including the move to electric vehicles. Its beta is 0.68. Repeat listeners will recall that beta is a measure of stock volatility. A 0.68 beta means Clearway stock price is less subject to price risk than the market as a whole. In other words, it is less risky than the average stock market company. It projects significantly higher profits for the coming year. Its dividend yield, the dividend divided by the price, stock price, is 4.5%. This means it pays new investors cash of 4.5% of their investment each year. This is substantially greater than the less than 1% some bank accounts pay. Clearway, in my opinion, is a good long-term investment. It sells for about $27 per share. Another interesting company is Han Hai Precision Industry Company, also known as Foxconn. Its symbol is HNHPF. It is the world's largest electronic contractor by revenue. Its customers include many cutting edge and highly profitable companies who, whose products include, and this is a long list, computers, smartphones, consumer electronics, retail products, lodging, autos, medicine, travel, banking, and e-commerce. It is involved in almost every electronic handheld device produced today. Hanhai manufactures approximately 40% of all consumer products sold worldwide. It is the primary assembler of Apple's iPhone and iPads, Amazon's Kindle, Nintendo, Sony PlayStation, and Microsoft Xbox. It is expected to play a major role in the electronic vehicle market through the manufacture of components. And it recently signed an agreement with Fisker Automotive, an electric vehicle designer, to assemble their cars. Hanhai has approximately 30,000 U.S. patents and 50,000 patents worldwide. 
This is a growing company whose profits should drive the price higher. It sells for about $8 per share and has a dividend yield of approximately 3.5%. There is another important factor to consider about Han Han. Its stock is traded over the counter. This is a different market, but it is expected to apply for trading on either the NASDAQ or the New York Stock Exchange. And if successful, it is anticipated that many large U.S. institutional investors will purchase the stock and drive its price up significantly. This company is well worth your consideration. It's more risky than Clearway, but it has significant potential. Remember, you can start saving and investing with as little as $1. This is your starting point, and I emphasize that. Increase saving and investing as your funds permit. Develop good financial habits. Start early, start small, and save and invest often. Until the next time, stay safe and healthy. You have been listening to Dollars and Cents for College Students with host Frank Longo. The opinions on this series are those of the host. Before making any financial decisions, be sure to consult with a financial professional such as a certified financial planner. For more information, visit cfp.net.